welcome to the Beautiful Life Podcast. This message is by Nigel Desmond. I want to build on the foundation of what Debbie was speaking about last week, about our life in the Spirit. And, uh, you know, when you make a decision to follow Jesus, to pursue uh, God. What you've actually done, what we do is, we've made a decision to actually step out of one kingdom and to follow the Lord in another kingdom. And what many of us do, unfortunately, is in that transition, when we step from this world into His world, we take all the principles of life from this world into our new world, not understanding that we are living in a different kingdom. We're living in a different kingdom and that much of how we used to live here does not translate at all into the, uh, this kingdom. And if you try to live by the same principles of your carnal life, if you try and live by the same principles by your car, of your carnal life in the kingdom, you're just, you're just not going to manage. And you're going to grow weary, you're going to grow discouraged, and you're going to ultimately fail to live the Christian life. You see, um, because when we step into the Father's kingdom, He invites us not just to live a different way, but to live with a different life. It's actually completely different. We don't take carnal power to try and do kingdom things because if you do, you're going to fail. Why? Because Christianity, it's more than difficult. Christianity, real Christianity, is impossible. It's impossible. God's invitation is is not come and live a difficult life. He says, come and live an impossible life. That's the invitation of kingdom living. Jesus commanded us. I want you to think about this. He he said, if we're going to follow him, he he says, um, raise, um, um, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the the dead, follow me. Excuse me, Jesus. What? He invites you to a whole new way of life. It, it's like Jesus is commanding you to live a supernatural life. That's unbelievable. And the only way He can do that is because He knows that we are invited to tap into His life. His life. This is why life in the Spirit is not an optional extra. It's, it's not an optional extra. You see, it's the Spirit that gives you the life. For, for many years in my, my walk with God, um, I was frustrated because I would read the Bible and my, when I read the Bible and I looked at my experience of, of being a Christian as a minister, as a pastor, and the, the experience of the vast majority of Christians around me, I would look around 
And it just looked, what I was living and what I saw in the Word just seemed like different, they just seemed like different experiences. And then, of course, there were all these theologies that came along with it that, that know that, that Jesus, when He came, He had one quality of life for His original followers. But then later, He rolled back the benefit plan and, and like later generations of Christians don't get a supernatural life, they just get to try really hard. Essentially, that's what we've been taught. But I want to tell you that, that his plan is that, that of the increase of his kingdom, there shall be no end. It's not of the increase of his kingdom, it shall rise to a peak and then tail off to diminishing benefits until finally we get raptured. That seems to be kind of the idea we've often be, uh, been solved. But when I read the Word of God, there is a real life that God is inviting us into. Like when I was a child, there used to be the advert for Coke was, you know, Coca Cola adds life. I want to tell you, Coke doesn't add life, but Jesus does. And it's a real kind of life. It's the kind of life that when you invite the Holy Spirit, when you invite Christ into your life, if you will surrender to Him and, and trust Him, He will put life into you and you will begin living the life that you never even knew was possible. It, you see, it's not, we don't come to Jesus in order to manage, and then we, we start managing our sin so that we can be pleasing to Him. And then when we've got our sin to an acceptable level, Jesus will come along and say, you know what, you've done really well this week. There's a prize. You're getting some anointing. And the more you manage your sin, you're going to get more anointing. Honestly, that's what I was taught. And sometimes even explicitly, but most times implicitly, that if, if you want to be really anointed, you have to be really good. There was a problem with that. I wasn't really good. Hey, does anyone identify with me? Some of you are looking at me a little shocked. Some of you are looking like a, like a toad in a hailstorm, you know? There you go. There you go. <laughs> I love that. Anyway, so, the, but the reality is this. The reality is this. It's quite the opposite. This is the kingdom. The kingdom is that we come to the Lord recognizing that He's calling us to a quality of life. And a, and, a, and a kind of life that we cannot do. And we stand before Him and say, Lord, the life you call me to, I can't do this. Lord, I can't do signs, wonders and miracles. I can't heal in uh, Your name. I can't, uh, I can't um, release kingdom living in, uh, uh, alone. Lord, I can't even deal with my own life. I can't even deal with my own life. Jesus 
extend your kingdom into all the earth? You're kidding. Right now, I'm just trying to keep my bedroom tight. I, I would love to just bring my kingdom in my bedroom right now, Jesus. Or on my desk. My, 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 my desk often uh, looks like I'm trying to hide it. I spread my books and my papers uh, around so no one will be able to find it. And then my wife comes and brings the kingdom. It's awesome. Organizational gift. And so we we get our our life gets a little bit disorganized, but when Christ comes, He gives you the ability to do what you previously could not do. His Holy Spirit dwelling in us gives us the ability to do what we, uh, we could not do. And suddenly, what seemed impossible is not only attainable, but becomes normal. It's amazing. You know what? And this is why I believe the Lord is calling each of us to come to that place where we recognize my effort can't do this and we surrender. You see, surrendering to the Lord is actually, it's more than just, okay, and, and listen, please, I say more than, because this is part of it. We do turn away from our own sin. We turn away from the, our choices, our sinful choices, our sinful attitudes, our sinful, uh, sinful actions, and we turn to follow Him. But part of doing that is we also turning away from our own effort, our own striving, our own self-confidence. We turn away from what was our fleshly life. And we turn away and say, listen, I turn away from that power source and I come and surrender to you, Jesus, that you will empower my life and that you will change me from the inside out. And when we do that, you know what? Not only does a new quality of life come in, but a new joy, an unaccountable joy. I, I, I remember when, when I was, you know, the Lord was, we were in ministry 15 years and the Lord was, trying to take me into a deeper level of this. And um, I told the story on Friday um, where the Lord revealed to me in a dream that my past was holding me back. And, um, and that part of that was that I just didn't feel pleasing to the Lord. And the Lord gave me the scripture in Romans 14 verse 17 which says the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I remember the Lord speaking that to me because I just told him I, wasn't, uh, I didn't feel pleasing to him. And he, and he spoke to me about my lunch. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. And I felt upset with him. Because I didn't realize there was the second part of the verse that he was speaking to me about. And, and I, I saw in that second part that righteousness, peace, and joy are found in the Holy Spirit. Your righteousness is in the Holy Spirit. You have no, no hope of ever living a righteous life outside of the anointing of the Lord. Isn't that amazing? It's the Holy Ghost who sanctifies your life. It's not your job. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Because you see what, what we, we kind of got this mindset at times that 
if I just get righteous enough, I will receive the Holy Spirit. Isn't that true? So it's like, hey, listen, you, you need to tie this up. You need to tie that up. God's not happy with that. God's not happy with that. You, you need to tie that up. And so we spend our lives um, trying to work on ourselves in order to be pleasing to God so that His Holy Spirit will rest on our lives. We, 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 we lose our peace because we are working so hard in our flesh that, uh, that actually we can't even feel God's pleasure and presence on our lives. And the reality is, is you've got to start with the Holy Spirit. You've got to start with the Holy Spirit. You've got to go to the Lord and say, Hey Lord, I'm battling. I'm wrestling Jesus. You know what, man? I, 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 I'm being tempted in areas of my life. I'm, so, I'm falling. I'm sinning. Uh, uh, Lord, I have no peace. I have no peace. I've lost my peace. And Jesus said, I don't have much joy either. And we go to the Lord and we surrender. And you know what will begin to happen there? Is that when, when He comes and begins to whisper in your heart and says, You are righteous in Christ. You are righteous in Christ. I've paid the full price. You begin living the identity that you believe. Yeah. If righteousness comes to you, peace comes to you, joy comes to you. You know, I, 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 I'm wondering how to say this the right way. But I think I, I'm just going to say, you may judge me for saying this, but I, I don't mean this in a prideful way. But I am known for the spirit of joy that I carry across the world. I, I'm known for it. And, and, and like, I'm known for it now in this season, but in, in, in a previous season, actually, man, I, I just literally oiled my way drunkenly across the nations. Release, receiving joy and releasing and releasing joy. And I lie on the floor often in a meeting just completely drunk with the joy of the Lord. And people would come and ask me that they said, Nigel, what, what's going on there? What's going on there? Why? And very often the joy would be exploding out of me for this reason. I was lying there on the floor knowing just what a flawed person I am, how undeserving I am, but at the same time feeling God's complete love and acceptance for me. And his deep, I was just feeling His amazing love. And the two, those two things of His acceptance and His love just in my spirit just caused joy. If I could, if I could it was that feeling of like, He loves me. And it, it was the most intoxicating feeling that it would just like explode in joy over and over and over 
again. You see, His life in us gives us the real. And then, you know, when that hits your life and you start praying for people, you realize that the fact that He loves you and He's accepted you already, that's the biggest miracle. Other miracles are much easier to believe in. And so, I, I believe that each one of us are called to pursue an authentic gospel. The authentic gospel, or the real gospel, is not a gospel of performance, but a gospel of surrender. A gospel of an invitation to a supernatural life. That, that you will allow God to do in you what you can't do for yourself. Amen? And so, so God begins doing in you stuff that, you know, I mean, I, I often look at my life and I, and I just realize, geez, God, you've been so kind. You're amazing. Um, another thing that, you oh, again, the reason I'm telling you these testimonies about my life is not because I think I'm the, the beagle, it's just because I know my life best, alright? So please, you know, put the stones down. Okay, I'm a bit nervous. Another thing that, that people have said to me often is they, they've said, you know, Nigel, you just have this immense capacity to love. You have this immense capacity to love. And that is true. I do. I, uh, if, if you're standing in front of me, um, like, I just love you. <laughs> I might not remember your name. I don't have an immense capacity for remembering names. That's true. But I, I might love you. I, I will look at you and say, hey, you people, uh, person whose name I don't remember, I, I love you. <laughs> but I do. I, I, I just, I love deeply. But when I grew up, up until the age of about, about 18, 19, I wondered if I even loved anyone. I, I, I thought that that part of my life did not exist. Because of my childhood, I, I couldn't love. I didn't love. Uh, when I was in my dating life as a teenager, like I, I loved going out with girls. I, you know, I, you know, I loved getting familiar, friendly with girls, etc. But if a girl looked at me and said, Nigel, I love you. We broke up that week. Because I got afraid. I didn't know what they meant. It, made, it, made, it literally made me afraid. They go, I love you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm awfully fond of you too. <laughs> and I'd run. But you know what happened? You know what happened? The life of God hit my life. And, and suddenly I realized, actually, I was created to love. This is actually, I believe, one of the, one of the reasons why God put me on the earth was to love. And to spread, uh, spread love. But the only thing that makes the difference is Him. His Holy Spirit. Here the presence of God. And so the exhortation for every one of us is this, is that put yourself in a position to allow God to love you, to allow His presence to saturate your life so that you will become a receptacle 
of the miraculous presence and power of God. We need to have an encounter with Holy Spirit so that everywhere we go, we can be an encounter of the Holy Spirit. Bill Johnson puts it this way. He says, we owe the world an encounter with God. We really do. You know, I I, I love the fact, I love the fact that we can go places where maybe, you know, and we can encounter people who haven't been in church for years, but church comes to them because you walked into that shop, you walked into that business, you walked into uh, that uh, that coffee shop because Christ is on you and He's in you and people can get you. Oh, from the suite, yes. So, uh, Jess and I were at uh, Virgin Active this week, and uh, yeah, we just we just had we had a, a really um, great encounter. We were sitting, we were we were chatting about just about yeah you know, everything. We remade the world. Um, one of those kind of discussions. And this lady and her little daughter walked past, and uh, as this this mom went by, I looked at that child. And the Lord began to speak to me about this little girl. And so I leant over to the mom. I said, excuse me, um, I'm, a, I'm a Christian. Uh, did I say Christian or pastor? I can't remember. I, I'm a pastor. Uh, whatever. I'm a Christian pastor. Um, and uh, the reason I'm trying to get the words right, because sometimes, you know, uh, I suppose tell you to test me so that if you ever wanted to do something similar, you've got a form of words that might help you. Okay. And um, so I said, I'm a, I'm a pastor, and sometimes when I'm in a place, I feel like God has a message for someone. Would you be interested in hearing what I feel God is saying to you today? And she looked at me and she said, um, All right, okay. And so I said, Well, it's actually not for you, it's for your little girl. And I said, I, I feel like there's been some health challenges, challenges and threats over the, uh, this little girl, and you're really worried about it. Um, from uh, uh, when she was born. And I, I feel that as a result of those uh, challenges, you've tried to build a wall of protection over her. You feel very anxious uh, 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 about, uh, about this child. Um, is, is that true? And she said, look at me. She said, yes. Um, in fact, she, when she was born with one kidney that doesn't function properly. In fact, um, she just came out of hospital last, uh, last week because it makes her whole body swell um, and, and get swirling in the water, uh, uh, etc. And so, yeah, well, that's exactly what God's speaking to. And this is God's promise over them. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, For I know the plans I have for you, plans for good and not evil, plans to give you a hope and, uh, and a future. And that's God's declaration over them. And now this lady's heart is opening up and said, Well, listen, seeing she needs healing, we've also seen God do healing and, and heal people. And she had a couple of testing. Would you mind if I pray for your daughter? And she was like, no, please do. So I went over, sat down next to her, got an opportunity to pray over this kidney, pray over this little girl. And I said to her, to her mom, what about you? What do you need to pray for? She said, I said, do you need it? She's like, no, 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 I don't. Actually, I'm trying to struggle to conceive, so we've got to pray for that. Now this was exciting. She showed me name. I was like, oh, this is a Muslim name. Muslim lady with a Muslim little girl. But because Jesus was there to love, I got an opportunity. Like it, was, it wasn't difficult just to 
spread the love to Jesus. And I mean, when I pray, you know, sometimes you pray in a particular way. The Holy Spirit, the words were, every second word you see me, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus. And I was kind of overemphasizing the Jesus, but what I realized afterwards was the Holy Spirit was saying, no, 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 this isn't that. This is this. This is Jesus. And so we are called to be an encounter. And you know what? It's way, when you realize it's not about you, it's a lot easier. When you realize it's Holy Spirit in you, and the way you learn that is like, you go out and you realize, man, I can't do this, I'm I'm terrified. I I don't want to do this. I can't heal this, I can't prophesy. And then you suddenly realize, well, actually, but Jesus said he's going to be with me, and you start stepping up, and then miracles begin to happen, and you start realizing, this thing in me is real! This thing in me is real! And by the way, this thing is not this thing, like my wife corrected for you, Lord. This person in me, Holy Spirit in me, is real. He promised to be with me, and He said He would do miracles. And so, yeah, listen, I've gone so off my notes, but that is really the gist of what I wanted to to share. And so, to, to sum up what I'm trying to say today, I really feel like, and I, I'm sensing, I don't know if anyone else has felt it, over the last two, three months, there's been just a, um, a deepening of the river that's flowing through. And um, I'm feeling like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling like we are moving into a time of massive outpouring. And I want to encourage each of us to open our hearts with, with greater faith to encounter God's love, to encounter His forgiveness, His holiness, His presence in our lives at a, de- at a deeper level. Because God's wanting to, to take us into the real life that He has for us. Real life. Righteousness. Peace. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Whoa! And um, and that comes honestly. That comes not by effort, but by surrender. Faith looks like surrender. I mean, I, I tell you what. There's a great illustration of faith. Is that Torrance or Thomas? Torrance. Have a look at. If you look at that little man on his mom's chest there, his eyes closed, fast asleep, not a care in the world, he knows mom and dad's got it, that's the picture of faith. That's the picture of faith. That's the relationship that God calls us into. And when we live like that, I tell you what, miracles happen. Do you want to add anything to that? It felt like there was a, a little bit of a some assembly required kind of message. Alright. Let's pray. Lift your hand. Mm. That's, um, as I've been sharing today, you just realize, wow, I have slipped back into just a real good dose of the try hardest. 
I just slip back into it's all about me, Jesus. It's all about me. It's not. It's all about Him. And perhaps today you just want to come back to the foot of the cross and to just accept His work. Accept that He loves you. He died for you. He's forgiven you. And He wants to give you resurrection life. Do you want to live in His power, not in your hands? If that's you today, I just want you just to say, Jesus, well let's actually all pray for you. Jesus, right now, I surrender to your love. Lord, I give up my own effort. I give up my own striving. And I accept your love. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I ask you to forgive me for trying to do it on my own. And I receive your life. And your presence in my life. Lead me, Holy Spirit, in the life of this Spirit. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed this message from Nigel Desmond. For more information, please visit nigelanddebbie.org.